Yeah, Suns Kings tonight at Footprint Center. The man calling the game on radio here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The legendary Hall of Famer Al McCoy joins us for Al About the Suns. Good morning, Al. How are you? Well, good morning. I'm doing great, guys. Uh, you know, I, I get concerned when I look around, what are we, three games into the season, <laughs> and already we're seeing injuries. Uh, you know, LeBron doesn't go to San Antonio. Uh, Lakers win in overtime, but LeBron's got a sore ankle. Uh, then uh, the Joker, Denver, he's, he's got a sore knee. Uh, Cameron Payne is out. I'm feeling pretty good though, guys. I just want to pass that along. You're a hundred. You're a hundred percent going into tonight. That's good. Uh, you 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 didn't even mention our friend Anthony Davis, Al. He banged his knee last night, so who knows how much time he'll end up missing? Yeah, he scored a lot of points, but you're right. And here we are, three games into the season. You know, it's really crazy. And I don't know how much you guys have talked about it, but you know, things have changed. And you look at what's happening in these early games. Uh, the the Suns uh, have a great win in L.A. against the Lakers, then go to Portland and get blown out. And then Portland, after their big win, goes to L.A., they get blown out. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee, the defending champions, opens the season with a great win at home. Then they go to Miami and get down by 40. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm going to tell you my thoughts here. Uh, I think, you know, going back a number of years, training camp, getting ready for the NBA season, was about two weeks. And there were hard scrimmages, and, and teams really got ready, and then they played their preseason games on the radio to go. Now, training camp's two or three days. Yeah. And I just think you got a lot of teams, including the Suns, that are not team-ready right yeah. now. Fortunately for the Suns, after having to have those back-to-back games for games two and three, which I thought was ridiculous that the league would schedule that, but now they're home for five with some practice time, and uh, maybe can get back on track. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right on the money about that. I, I heard Monty Williams yesterday, and for anybody who's ever played competitive basketball, it's terrifying to hear a coach say, yeah, it's time for us to get into shape, because you know what those practices look like. <laughs> There's a lot of running and, a, yeah, and, and all that kind of stuff. But I do agree with you. I think practice and a little bit of rest sprinkled in between some winnable home games might be exactly what the Suns need. Oh, I think you're right, and you know, I'm sorry to hear that campaign is out, but now we're going to find out why the Suns uh, brought Alfred Payton back. I yeah. thought he played pretty well the other night, and we know what he can do. He can score. He's a good passer, and uh, they're going to need some help from him with Payton being out, and I think he's ready to go. All right, last game, I've seen some uh, alarming stuff from D.A. early on. Is, is it enough to be worried about, Al, in your opinion, in terms of just not getting the production or the engagement that we saw during the playoffs last year? Well, you know, Big, I ha- here's the way I feel about that. I think when you have uh, guys on the team like Chris Paul and, and, and Booker and Jay Crowder, they're going to have the, their thumb on DeAndre Ayton. Now, I like D.A. a lot. He's a great, but he's a young kid, as we all know, and uh, he has these ups and downs, and I'm sure, you know, he's not happy about not getting the new contract. But I think with the, the team the Suns have, they're going to be on him as much of the time to make sure that he's the DeAndre Ayton that, uh, that we expect and that he needs to be. So we'll see what happens. Al McCoy, the legendary voice of the Phoenix Suns, our guest every Wednesday here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Al, you mentioned Alfred Payton. I like what I saw from him, too. I like that pickup to bring him in as a, a real steady third guard, and, and it gives you the, the, the leeway, if you want, if you're Monty Williams, to rest Chris Paul a little bit more. But a couple of the other newcomers, I think have been among the bright spots through three games. Uh, tell us your impressions of what you've seen from JaVale McGee and Landry Shamit. 
Oh, it's been more than expected. Uh, I think the last time we talked last week, I mentioned that I I liked Landry Shamet when he was at, at Wichita State. He had three years in college. He just never was with the right team. But he has a lot of attributes to be an outstanding NBA player, and he has shown them from time to time in these first three games. And, of course, the big guy, what can you say about him? I mean, he's, he's from a basketball family. He loves to play. And although it's his 14th year, we have to remember that with the teams he was with previously, including Denver last year, he never played a lot of minutes. So he's still in great shape. And he comes out and plays like a rookie. And he dives for loose balls, and, and he takes it to the rim. And I think the additions uh, are going to really pay off. And, of course, we talked about this before the season even started, that I thought that the players – that the general manager, James Jones, had brought in for the Suns were really going to even increase the ability for the Suns team to be extremely competitive in the NBA. But so far, so good, and I think you'd agree. One thing that I that I noticed, and I, I think we recognize this watching these games, but I didn't really see it until I saw the statistic. The Suns are giving up a lot of uncontested or what they deem to be um, unguarded three-point attempts. Is that well, is, is that a condition of not being in condition? Well, it is, and it's a big problem. Because I'm going to tell you, just as these few games have been played to start the season, you got to be able to defend the three, and you have to have people on your ball club that can shoot the three. It's the dominant part of offense in the NBA. Yeah. You've got to have three-point shooters, and you've got to defend. And it's been a weakness of the Suns the last couple of years, defending three-point shooting. And uh, you can say, well, they need to be in better condition. They just need to be better defenders. Now, they've talked about the fact in the two games they've lost, that they didn't defend, and no one would argue that. Uh, but that's going to be a big question mark for the Suns this season, uh, not only as to having consistent three-point shooters, but definitely being able to defend the three-point shot. Because whether we like it or not, and I don't necessarily like it, uh, the three-point shot's here, and it's a stay, and it's a big part of the NBA. I remember, Al, and we're talking to Al McCoy, we do every uh, Wednesday here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. When, when the three-pointer came in, I was a kid, and I was intrigued by it. Wow, baskets worth three points, and the NBA was very slow to adapt <laughs> to the NBA or the NBA three-pointer, uh, and there were teams that took a handful of them uh, for, for the season. Some of the great shooters in NBA history didn't really have great three-point stats early. Uh, looking back from when it was introduced, and, and you were behind the mic for that too, are you surprised that it's become such a big part of the game? Yes, I am. Definitely have surprised. And it's changed the way the game has played. You know, when, when it came out, no one was shooting threes. You mentioned great shooters. Walter Davis, the man with the golden touch, who probably is one of the best shooters the Suns have ever had, he hardly ever mm-hmm. shot three-pointers. His was a mid-range game. Uh, but it's, uh, I think it's been a surprise to everybody, but I think there are factors. Obviously, we have greater shooters, and uh, the range has become not as dominant as a part of the game. So, I mean, you know, they come down and shoot those threes like there's no tomorrow. Uh, and uh, it, it's, uh, you know, it's been a surprise. I don't think there's any question. And it has changed the way the game's yeah. being played. No argument there. All right, let- coming, oh, in, coming in tonight is Buddy Heald 
who Sacramento has been talking about trading for two years, <laughs> and he's one of the best three-point shooters in the game. All right, here's the last question, Al, because I, I agree with you about this. The injury is already happening in the NBA. It's a fear I have with the Suns, especially with their condensed offseason. But I don't think enough people celebrate the Suns team for playing every game like it matters and not indulging in load management and taking nights off. I love that about this team, but is that smart when nobody else really does that? Well, that's a good question, a very good question. Uh, I I don't like uh, these guys taking nights off, uh, and I, I I'll be honest with you. I think the way the Suns play the game, the attitude of the Suns, and and what they have when they go out on the floor, uh, the fact that Monty Williams doesn't believe in setting players, I think it's better for players to play than to sit around and say, "Well, I'm going to take a couple of games off, and I need the rest." Hey, give me a break. You rest all summer, and uh, you know, go back over the last fifty years that I've been talking about this, these games. Uh, guys played uh, forty-eight minutes, night in and night out, double uh, back-to-backs, three games in a row, four games in five nights, and nobody even complained. Uh, so I would rather have players play, and I think in the long run you're better off. Now, obviously, if a guy has a serious injury, uh, that's a whole different situation. But, you know, as I say now, a guy gets a hangnail, he's out two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Al, great You're stuff, the best, as always. Al. Thanks so much for joining us. I'll see you tonight. We'll talk to you next Wednesday.